Hi, I'm Mara Webster with In Creative Company, and today I'm so excited to be talking about the fantastic film War Pony. We are joined by writer and director Riley Keough, writer and director Gina Gamel, as well as co-writer Frank Sue Bob and co-writer Bill Reddy. And I really love the genesis of, of how the four of you started creating this film, where it wasn't necessarily the initial intention of we're planning to make a feature film, but it was very much just playing around artistically, making short films, making pieces, you know, experimenting with virtual reality. And I was just really interested in the genesis of, of how it went from this really creative, playful space into really finding more of a structure of a feature film that you all were on the same page about wanting to create together. Yeah, I think that uh, I think that that started um, just having like an acknowledgement of how rich and potent Frank and Bill's stories were. And I think after years of kind of playing and just, uh, you know, being young together, I guess. Um, I don't know who made the first step, but I think that someone. I don't know. I, don't, I actually don't remember. Like, I don't remember when it we actually started writing. Um, yeah. It just transitioned. It was kind of this natural transition into like, hey, we actually have something. And do we try and now turn this into like a narrative structure that makes sense for a film or a book or anything? Like, I think that it was like, but, you know, it was. I think, I think I secretly think Gina was, I mean, I think uh, Gina was secretly writing a little personal book. You know what I'm saying? She's always got her computer. She's going like right. this. I mean, awesome. you know, you like, hey. But yeah, I think what Bill's saying is like, when things were happening that we found like funny or interesting, like we would go into our phone and just kind of like write it in notes or go on the computer and say like, or like Bill said something funny. And like, I don't know, we would just kind of write things down that would, catch our attention and then I think that really like the day that Beast died the dog in real life that was kind of like a really crazy day and um we were filming actually we were filming VR stuff that day and I think that that moment like was the first um like scene we wrote um and it was based off of you know a real experience that bill had that we were there for and um yeah so i think we i think that was like the first proper scene we had and then we kind of just kept writing like random scenes we would find and we had all kinds of weird ideas and like we didn't yeah but i don't think the story really came together until like 2018 or something uh, I think that's right. I think that 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 beast dying became the first actual scene, and then there was all this life and stories and experiences we'd had together that the rest kind of just flowed into that. I really, really love that. And um, when it when it comes to the visual style of the film, um, you know, I love the fact that it is this very intentional kind of like sticks and dollies. It's not kind of just going, we want this scene to look a little bit gritty, so we're going to pull a handheld camera in. You kind of moved away from that. Um, and so Gina and Riley, from, from a directing standpoint, I was interested in how you specifically landed upon wanting it to be that you know, kind of the camera was finding moments uh, in front of the camera that were very specifically blocked out within scenes versus really just having more of an improvisational feel in terms of movement. I think that like we, um, well, firstly, like Frank and Bill made it very clear that they didn't want it to feel like poverty porn or like, um, like an ugly portrayal of Pine Ridge. And that was something that was really important to us. We wanted to reflect that in the camera. Like the, the music video that we did, you know, saying it, it really, it really, I guess it kind of like inspired me. I was like, well, this, this could be for real because we were practicing. I think, I think you, you said 
something like, are you interested in a, a career in acting, you know, or like movies or whatever. So we, we did a lot of practice acting and then it more turned into a story about Pine Ridge, you know, like we, we were kind of getting like me and Frank prepared, I guess, to maybe doing something outside of Pine Ridge getting used getting to getting uh, familiar with the cameras and then that's whenever stuff started happening during the little short scenes that we were filming and I think uh, Gina and Riley like decided like oh this is this could go somewhere you know that like, we could make this into a movie so I kind of sort of think that's where that's like the ideas came from we were kind of trying to understand like what they wanted the film to look like. And I think he, I think, I think he said he didn't like the, the shakiness, like the handheld quality. Yeah. So we decided then after Frank kind of saying, you know, Frank was very much like this cannot be, you know, versions of Pine Ridge I've seen that feel like sad and poverty, porny. And then Bill was like, I don't like handheld. So I think like that, those conversations dictated like camera and the way we wanted it to feel more composed and beautiful but also um i think we wanted to like i wanted we wanted the the scenes to feel improvised and um feel super authentic but we wanted it to all be uh scripted and i don't know in hindsight if that was just like a challenge that we wanted to give ourselves but um we did like a lot of what bill was just talking about like where we would just film them like we would give them sort of improv scenes like um, Bill and Frank or Bill and Jesse or whoever and say like, okay, this just happened and now what happens? And, and a lot of the scenes were written that way. Like we would, they would play it out and do improv and then we would write like great moments that they made up on the spot. And, and then those would go into the script. And then once we hired other actors, we did the same, like we would rehearse and they would improv a little and then take some stuff from the page and make it their own. And so it, it was a combination of like them making up, you know, or their improv and then like actually a lot of people's improv. It was a combination between like Frank and Bill's original improv and then like Jesse and Jojo coming in to play the characters and and bringing their own, you know, voice to it. And but yeah, ultimately, I think we just wanted like to treat it like we had you know, professional actors who could do their job because they certainly could, you know, and, and I think that it was a real accomplishment to us that um, think people think that it was improvised a lot. And there's like no, I think there's like one moment of improv in, in, or a couple moments of, of improv. Yeah, it's it re really was just what Riley is saying, like a lot of rehearsals. Like we we did all the playing in the writing and the rehearsing. And then by the time we were shooting, it was very, very on book. And I think that that was for two reasons. I think it was partly um, because I think that there was something really empowering about it and something that was in a, in a strange way made someone freer because it's not the stress of improv is quite overwhelming, I think. Um, but also because of, you know, following the lead of how Frank and Bill wanted it captured and, and wanting to be so honest and 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 have integrity and composition with our photography um, that that didn't leave, it would have made improv like, you know, yeah. finding the scenes or improvising the scenes quite difficult as well um but yeah we had such incredible talented performers that they also really saw like very quickly how quickly they would learn their lines and deliver them so beautifully that 
we were kind of like, okay, they're absolutely capable of being totally on book. And, um, and that's something I think we're really proud of that they, that they did. Um, I mean, I love that because, because the dialogue actually has, you know, this very authentic, like lived in feel to it with what you were saying. And, um, Frank and Bill, I wanted to ask the two of you about a lot of the conversations within your community, because obviously you had both known Gina and Riley for a long time by the time this started coming to fruition and, and moving towards production. Um, but I know that there were things like conversations with the elders within the community and, and making sure that everybody around felt very comfortable with, you know, having two people come from outside and, and making sure that the story was being told in the right way. So I was just very interested about a lot of the conversations that happened within your own community ahead of filming this. I wasn't there for those conversations, but they were actually the first people to actually do it as opposed to just coming, getting what they want give you a little check here and then go off and win the awards so for them to actually go and give that or breach that conversation is is bigger than what a lot of people would do so but i wasn't there for those because i haven't lived on the res since 2015 so yeah i don't know that's gina and riley's question <laughs> i wasn't there <laughs> um i think that like ultimately like we all made this for each other and for Frank and Bill and like everybody who is there in Northridge and not for the whole of Pine Ridge, you know, like. Yeah, this follows one subset of boys. It's not a representation of all the natives because not all natives are like us. We just, this is about us, our neighborhood kids, not the same all natives. I don't like when people get that misconstrued. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I even love the way that there's so much in terms of imagery. And, you know, if you even look at things like the bison, it's not necessarily being didactic in the film of explaining what that imagery is, but through the emotional landscape of films, you understand it. Um, and so did you find that by telling a very specific story and making very specific creative choices um, about what you were capturing on screen, that that's actually kind of what has made it have this much broader appeal where you know anybody can sit there and watch it and really connect to the emotional tonality of, of a moment like that without it being a didactic explanation if that makes sense yeah I think that like we didn't we we didn't want to explain things either you know like I think that we were like I said we always came back to like Frank and Bill and you know other other friends of ours in Pine Ridge and and every like the Buffalo, for example, was like, I think a conversation we had in LA where we were trying to figure out like something that would stop them in, in their tracks if they were going down a path that maybe wasn't the right one. And so we, we were kind of like, okay, well, like what could happen, what could like appear that would maybe change your consciousness or like shift the way you were thinking a little bit. And I don't remember who said a Buffalo, but then, you know, it would just, we'd put it into the script. So it was, nothing in the movie just came out of mine and Gina's mind. You know, it wasn't like our imagination, everything kind of came out of their mouths and was put on the page. And I think that authenticity and the honesty in that and in their experiences is, you know, makes it resonate with people because it's, it's truthful and it's funny and it's sad and it's, you know, it's kind of all those things um, and honest. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I and think like, it just I think, cuts through. Oh, go ahead, I, I was gonna say, I think like you know, we wanted to be, we wanted it to be like, like real. You know what I'm saying? Like we would, we we didn't want it to be like where 
we share a story and then you put a Hollywood twist on it to where that shit's not real because it would have pissed a lot of people off on the reservation. You know what I'm saying? So always came together whenever the stories were shared and the ideas were out there. And we would work together to where we had different uh, perspectives of different people on the res, but we combine them together to where it really happened, you know? So like the thing like with the buffalo, like animals are a messenger for our, our people. And and that's real. You know what I'm saying? Like people can relate to that shit not only on the reservation, but worldwide, you know, like everybody has their own different beliefs and they know they know like um spiritual connection is like for real. And I think like putting that in the movie, people could connect with it. You know what I'm saying? So like it, it's not it's not people could look at it and be like, oh that's some fake ass shit. Like, they don't do that. Yeah, so. it is an energy that goes with it. It's kind of like the love that went into making the film too. There's it infects the film, and I think that that is very special. And and I love the way that in essence the the central narrative is this coming of age, but it's two different iterations of of what that looks like. It's you know what does it mean to have a coming of age in your early twenties, and what does it mean to be going through that as an eleven year old boy. Um, and, and it sounds like there were kind of like different conceptualizations of how to kind of interweave these stories, but you kind of keep the two of them apart throughout the film until towards the end. Um, and yet they feel so connected throughout the entire film. So how did the four of you really work to make sure that there was this kind of kinetic connection between these two characters throughout the film and the way that their two storylines are living side by side ahead of when they even collide in a scene together later on? I think that, I think that there's two parts to that, because I think the first part is that like, they came, They were born out of the same stories. So they were born out of Bill and Frank's stories. And I think that there was a moment where we realised how integral their youth was to them as young men. So I think in some ways, um, Bill is Mato's future and Mato is Bill's history. Um, but in the more literal way, I think that it's Pine Ridge because the town is a, is a living, breathing, loud character in this film and, and a really, really important character in the film. And I think that they're you know they're walking the same streets they're in this they're breathing the same air so I think that they are very linked um by Pine Ridge Town and proximity you know. like we always like to imagine that they're I mean they're like in the story I think um the neighbors they're, na they're very they live very close to each other you know and so that was it was like a proximity thing and and so there's that and we had different versions where they met at different times and um they were more, you know, the stories were more involved with each other and then some where they never even met. Um, but yeah, I think that that Mato's story was also, you know, Bill and Frank and our friend's childhood story. So it's the same people. So I think that's what makes allows them to feel like this, you know, uh, similar. Yeah, absolutely. And and kind of off the back of that for you, Bill and Frank, in, in kind of like looking at the storyline of, of Matto um, and reflecting on your own experiences growing up, what felt important to capture in his journey and his story for both of you? Um, growing up fast, really. Mm -hmm. And it's not by choice. Sometimes it's just your environment. You didn't ask to grow up fast. It's just what you had to do. And you see it. That's a, like Montel's character is an example. Bill's character is an example. Like they have that crossroads and Bill could look at, he sees him at the table and 
he remembers being that young, that small, but now he is who he is. And it's like, you can either take a left or you keep going where you're going to go. And it's, yeah, it's just going up fast. It's not, it's really not the, it's not it. <laughs> and for you, Bill? Uh, oh, no, like for, for me, no responsibility comes out at a young age. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, uh, see, whenever we're teenagers, we're barely making a teenager. We're, we're babysitting our little brothers, little sisters, nephews, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. uh, nieces. And, uh, we, we don't have no choice a lot of the times. So, yeah, like Frank was saying, like we grow up quick and we learn these responsibilities at a young age and it makes us who we are, I guess. And, and everybody lives that lifestyle around here and not only here, but in other parts of the world too, you know, like they, they know like whenever their parents are, or any anybody, their guardians are on drugs or alcoholics or whatever. They they get left with uh, watching their little brother, little sister, and or either taking on responsibilities of trying to make the the home like a safe place or a stable environment. <clears throat> you know, so a lot of people could relate to that, and you know, it's universal, I guess I would say. Yeah, and um, and also like a lot of the stuff, a lot of the relationships in the movie, like where it was a lot of like father and son um, relationships. And, um, you know, that was very much inspired by, you know, Bill and his sons and Frank and his father. And, you know, so all those, that sort of dynamic, um, you know, is, is I think very present as well. Yeah, and, and also for you, Riley and Gina, I love the fact with Matto's storyline, the way that the camera comes down to meet him, um, you know, so we're really seeing things through his perspective. So maybe there's a scene with him and his dad, but we don't even see his dad's face straight away. Um, and so you really brought the camera down to his level and his perspective in terms of watching it. What made you kind of realize the importance of that being the perspective of the camera for his story? I think it goes back to what we were saying before about just like honesty with the camera, like the same way that we approach a script, the same way that we approach the casting, the same way we approach every part of the process, camera was just as important. And I think that that we really, really know that it's a character driven story. It's driven by these two young, you know, a young boy and a young man. And I think that that it, we you know the same the same way that we had intention on, on only moving the camera because there was a reason for it to you know motivation for it to be to, to move or um we're only cutting to an insert or something because there's something that a character's already seen it's the same it's the same principle um with bringing the camera down to him and it kind of being when we're in his story his perspective yeah. And I, I also I love the way that in working with the cast and, and kind of going back to the fact that it is, a, a you know, majority first time actors in the film with what you were talking about with how you would write the script and constantly ask questions and and dissect the, the language that that carried on through the way that you all worked with the cast as well and being like, you know, does this line feel authentic to you? Do you feel like this is how your character would say this and and giving the opportunity for feedback or editing lines ahead of time before going into production? Um, and so I was just interested in kind of how, how you kind of like navigated through that and just made sure that that was always part of the process so that it wasn't even just a collaboration between the four of you, but with every single person who was part of creating a scene. I think a really interesting like version of that is that we had the character of Bill who was written by Bill <laughs> and it was all of his, he was very much his voice. And 
then we had Jojo playing Bill because at that point we shot, you know, it, these guys were much older and the characters have to be, you know, 20, 21. Um, and so then we had to make Jojo feel like Bill, like, you know, the real Bill, but also feel like he had ownership over the role too. And that he wasn't just playing Bill and that he could find a way to relate to Bill. So, you know, we would take these scenes, we had scenes that were written for Bill and in Bill's voice, like very much in Bill's voice. And then Jojo would read them. And actually he does a really good job at um, feeling like, like Bill read. Um, but he also would have little moments of, you know, wanting to add things in that felt more like him. And so he kind of did this really beautiful combination of like playing Bill and then adding a little bit of his like authentic, you know, authenticity into it as well. Um, and so, you know, we would just adjust moments for him, like, the, or lines, if he was like, well, I wouldn't really say it like that, you know, and then, yeah, you know. For, for a production that had like such little prep and like was so chaotic with everyone wearing so many different hats, like the one area that we really always gave time to was rehearsals, conversations, like time with the actors, time with our writers, time with our producers, like that part of it. Um, we really rehearsed and made sure that there, I don't think that any, like I think that everything that came out of anyone's mouth was, you know, some, that I don't think anyone felt forced with any line in the movie. Um, and so I think that we really put a lot of. Except, uh, you know what I will say, like out of all of the characters, I think Frank, you played the most like, because like, he plays Mato's dad, um, a, a, like the most different to you. Like, I feel like you played like the most of a character in, in the movie. Yeah. Really cool I to agree watch. with that. Yeah. And, and Frank, I wanted yeah. to ask you about yeah. filming the scene um, where essentially it's kind of like holding Matos like by his throat. And it's, it's such a confrontational scene between him and his son. Um, and the way that the camera captures that again, just goes back to everything you've all been talking about where it doesn't feel gratuitous in that moment, but we get the sense of the realism of the scene. And I was just interested yeah. in your experience in, in filming a moment like that, that carries so much weight for your character and for Matos. Um, it was, it was different. I'm uh, just by nature, I'm not a loud person or I'm confrontational, but not in that right or in that element. So that one was different and especially trying to beat up a little kid is, it's, it's, it's different. I don't know. I couldn't mentally do that one because it was just hard. Like I'm not down and out, nor am I wanting to beat the shit out of a kid. So it was, it was just different that one because I, we had, I was making the kids cry. That's what was hardest was I was triggering these little boys. Like, so it wasn't fun, that one. Yeah, that, that was a day we shut down a lot of, we did, we, yeah. we spent a lot of time on that day. We did shut down. Yeah, day. I triggered some hardest, kids. That was like one of the hardest days we actually had to shoot because for one, like it's a really heavy scene and Frank's not a yeller <laughs> like he's not like no like that at all so that was like he was kind of like I don't want to you know I don't know what how to do this I mean you did a very good job I, but also we had like the little boys you know who were taking their jobs so seriously and you know you know like Ladanian would kind of go well this has never happened to me but I know this happened to my friend and I'm gonna like take myself there and so they were you know working with their acting coach and and going to places that were 
hard for them and and you know so we we had to take it really slow and like take take a lot of breaks and i think we at some point we just like stopped because it was you know it was it was really yeah. hard yeah because we tried to well Daniel was quite was quite affected by it and so we tried to we pulled in an, uh, another one of the young boys to just double him for some of it and then he was affected by it and i think that we you know very quickly realized it was a very loaded scene for a lot of people um and so yeah that was one of the t- probably the toughest one of the toughest days on production yeah and and bill what what was that experience for you in terms of getting to write a character that that's that's based on facets of you and then kind of working in collaboration with an actor who's then portraying it and finding all these additional kind of layers and textures in the way that they're performing it well when we i just wanted to start by saying like yeah. when we cast jojo or when we cast Bill, like we, I think we showed him a bunch of videos of like different actors and we're kind of like, you know, this is, this guy might play you and this guy might play you. And I think, it, I think like at one production meeting, I remember he sat down and he was kind of like, you know, he looks like he could be a ready or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, you saw, you saw, I watched a video, videos of uh, like four or five different people. You know, and Gina and Riley are like, all right, oh, which one do you think will best fit you? And they didn't tell me that they, they had an idea first. They just let me watch the, the videos. And uh, after we went through them, I picked out Jojo, and they're like, yeah, that, that's, the, that's the same guy that we, we chose too, so we're going to go with him. They're, they're very different people, but, like, I think that Jojo – like Bill has a side to him that's like very um, what's mischievous. The mischievous. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and Jojo has that too. And I think that like that was really special to find. And, you know, I, I feel like for, for all of you, because of the creative process and because the way of the way you kind of like formed this in the way that it needed for the story. So it wasn't necessarily about following, okay, this is the traditional way that we would usually write a script. This is the traditional way that we would usually do casting and production. Um, I was interested in kind of like how it just connected to like this sense of like childlike joy, you know, and like Riley, I've heard you talk before about just growing up and filming a lot of videos with your friends. And so for all of you, how did it kind of connect you to your childlike selves and what made you fall in love with, with art, the idea of being artists and just creativity in a sense? Well, so, so whenever Whenever we did uh, American Honey, you know, we, me and Frank were kind of, we were kind of uh, like, I don't know the word, skeptical about it or something, you know, because we didn't read no script and we didn't uh, have no idea of like what to say, you know what I'm saying? And Riley told us, well, just be yourself. You know what I mean? Like, what would you normally say during a situation like this? And then we're like, all right, well, we say this and do this. And she's like, well, that's what you got to do then. You know what I mean? And uh, that was during American Honey. And then whenever War Pony was coming about, it was the same situation. You know what I'm saying? It was the best way to get comfortable in front of the camera for like the kids and and, and uh, the other actors were just telling them like, you know, you don't expect too much from yourself. Just be who you are. You know what and I mean? Also, and like, the, I think that another thing is like the time in our lives when this was created was like really joyful. Like I, we were like 25 and 24 and 23 and yeah. like, it was really fun. 
And I think the joy of our real lives created the film in a way. And I think that, like I always say that I, we would just made this movie because we wanted to hang out. <laughs> like we didn't like, you know, because we wanted to be with our friends and, and um, that's how it was, it was created within like during a summer or a couple summers that were really fun. And yeah. I think that um, carried through. It really was that. It was like really, I, I, I've been saying it recently. I don't know why. Maybe I feel old, but like, <laughs> it's like the twilight of our youth in some ways. Like it's like, it was really that feeling of like, you know, say like, oh, work with your friends, but it wasn't even working with our friends. It was just like hanging out with our friends and it kind of sustained that energy the whole way through. So any day like we were going, whether it was like doing a writing camp or, you know, in that part of the process or casting trips or when we were shooting, it was still like, you know, Billy. It's like, it was like, we'll hang out and then we'll write for five minutes. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> Billy pulls up in his car and then Frank's going to get his hair braided. You know, it's just like, we're all just kind of existing and, and spending time together. And that is, that has always, and even now when we're doing this stuff, like we like doing it because we like to see each other's faces. And was that the same for you as well, Frank? Yep. I think it was just more or less because um, in a way you kind of just like the creation of this film and then everything people watched it was just unearthing so much trauma for not only us but so many other people because so many people are still living this lifestyle right now so if they could watch a film and see that then it's like okay well shit it's not all bad like you know what I mean? It's just because that the whole film is triggering to me. I, I'll watch it back and it's like, yeah, yeah, it's just triggering to me personally. But yeah, I don't know. It was just a trippy experience overall. Uh, well, for, for me, like for the, like the emotional standpoint and stuff, I believe I, I think uh, the year I met, I see, see, I hung out with Frank probably like what was it, like half a year or maybe a year before I met Gina and Riley. So me and Frank's relationship was still kind of new. You know what I'm saying? And 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 it was it was different. Like uh at the time, at the time for me, like I just I just had to drop out of college and, and my grandma just passed away. So for me it was it was an escape from all that bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Like I wanted to be around Frank, I wanted to be around Riley, I wanted to be around Gina. Because it was all in good fun, you know. Saying and it was different from all the bullshit that was going on on the rest. Like, yeah, we work, we have jobs and shit, and that shit stresses us out. And whenever Dino and Riley come around, it's like they they put us in a in a spot to where um, we always have a good time. You know, saying and and it was all it was it was always fun. Like, and they just always captured it on camera or on their phones or something. Yeah. There were lots of things we didn't capture on our phones. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of things we did that <laughs> well, it's, it's such a beautifully shot film with really, really incredible performances from the entire cast. So congratulations on everything and thank you so much. I really appreciate the four of you talking about oh, it. I love it. Thank you. Thank you so much.